0: Ready, ready, say, game ready. Ready, ready, say, game ready. Ready, say, game. Thought you'd always be ready. <laughs> Just like that, we are back, baby. Ready, say, game this morning, off to a hot start. We've been gone, but we're back. Jake, I am here. Philip Addison, one of your co-hosts, excited to be back on the pod.
1: Phil, I am thrilled to be back on the Ready, Set, Game podcast. Thanks for that hot welcome for those listeners that didn't quite pick up the tune. That was Baby by Justin Bieber, parodied for the RSG podcast here. Phil, you're in Atlanta. I'm in Waco. That's our norm, our M.O., here on the Ready, Set, Game podcast. We're excited. We've got a full slate today. This theoretically could be a three-hour episode. I know we've got some listeners out there that have been wanting the three-hour episode. Hang tight. It may be coming at some point. We're going to do that three-hour binge episode, so hang tight. Phil, we just came off Thanksgiving. You know, it's been a wild college football last uh, really couple, three weeks. A lot has happened in the world. There's been some great birthdays, some celebrations. Give us a quick update from your end. We can bounce back and forth here, but I know the listeners have been asking for an update, so we've got to give them that.
0: Yeah, Jake, absolutely. Had the in-laws coming to town for Thanksgiving. We'll have more of that breakdown coming later. Uh, Fantastic time uh, going up to Athens for the Georgia-Georgia Tech game. Dogs got it done in Athens, heading to the SEC Championship this weekend with Mitchell Addison. Shout out my little brother. Surprised me with tickets for Christmas. So him and I are heading down just 15 minutes south of my apartment here with my wife. And we are going to the game against the LSU Tigers. Jake, this morning came off hot from Bible study with Don Filer. Shout out one of my good mentors. Uh, we popped out of Leviticus, John, Luke, and Acts this morning. And Jake, your ready, set, game, verse of the day comes out of Acts 2 42. They devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. Jake, here on the RSG Game podcast, we look to the Apostles' teaching, we love to have fellowship, we love the breaking of bread, and we love to pray.
1: Phil, that is a great word. Acts 242 resonates. Uh, great, great word. Thanks for sharing that with the listeners and with me this morning as well here on the RSG you know, life has been good here in Waco for the Talberts. We had a big travel over the Thanksgiving holidays. We'll get into this kind of with our Thanksgiving throwdown segment that's coming up in just a bit, but had a uh, had a good Thanksgiving uh, as well. Here on the uh, Baylor front, intramural season is coming to an end. We had the volleyball championships on Tuesday night. We are right now in the middle of pickleball regular season closing. And the kickball playoffs are starting next week. co kickball playoffs will be next week to close out the semester. And my class, RLS 2301, if anyone out there is a faithful listener enrolled at Baylor University would like to take this course, RLS 2301. We'll be back next fall. Excited to potentially have your brother-in-law, John Brock, in the class, Phil.
0: Yeah, Jake, absolutely. Mentioned to him while he was here uh, about the class. He was excited. Uh, also, meant to mention, Jake, on my way home this morning, uh, you know, it was about uh, 8 a.m. Eastern time. I'm pulling into my apartment complex. I'm passing the landmark diner, a uh, great Buckhead diner spot. In the parking lot, walking out of it was probably a 70 to 80 year old man, and he was smoking a morning cigar. You love to see the morning cigar on Thursday morning, walking out of the landmark diner, keeping it classy here in Atlanta.
1: Phil, you got to love that. He had probably just come off of a hot breakfast with Spencer Rattler. They were both sharing one after the big time win for South Carolina over Clemson last week, but I can picture it. I can see it as well. You know, speaking of that this past week at the wedding that I attended over the weekend, speaking of 80 year old men, this, this gentleman was in a wheelchair and, and rarely do you see an 80 year old man uh, uh, really uh, get super active but he was in a wheelchair and i've never seen this before from someone of this generation he was rolling in his wheelchair and he just dapped someone up just a straight dap from the wheelchair not a handshake but a full dap and i was just like wow i have not seen this from this generation this guy is with the times
0: and jake let me ask you just one question what day was that wedding
1: phil that wedding was on sunday it big was Dab on sunday. a sunday.
0: big dap <laughs> sunday baby Colin Sparks is fired up about Big Dap Sunday, Jake. We thought it was gone, but we knew that it was coming back.
1: No doubt. And speaking of Colin Sparks, uh, you know, he we have got to get that guy on the podcast. He will be a complete treat to have on the podcast. He and I have been chatting a little bit about Kansas State and TCU, which we'll get into later on in the podcast. I know he's excited about that, but want to give one of our listeners, Colin Sparks, a quick shout out here on the RSG Phil, if I'm able, would love to share a few highlights from that wedding. Myself and our good friend Colin Plotz co-DJed the wedding, which was an absolute treat. And you're going to love this, Phil. For the last hour of the reception, the bride, Bailey Sutton, now Bailey Pertle, invited her last four kindergarten classes to the reception. They were there in the flesh. 36 RSVP'd. Yes, 36 were in attendance. And we started it off with a good classic baby shark and from there it was just game over we had a great time on the dance floor I've never had more fun than DJing for a group of kindergarten for second and third graders
0: wow. I mean that speaks volumes to to just obviously Bailey uh her husband but also to the children and to you Jake you know you have DJed a lot of events with a lot of children under the age of seven years old and so I mean, for that to be on the top of your list, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's tough to beat.
1: It is. It certainly is. Oh my gosh. Phil, I'm going to, I'm going to launch us into this next segment here. This is the Thanksgiving throwdown. I feel like we've shared a couple of highlights. I know that you were going to share a little bit about the in-laws being in town. Will you give the listeners just a quick drop in? We had dove GW in town, John Brock. Give us a quick update.
0: That's right. The in-laws are in town, Jake. And you know, we, uh, we the family talked about this, but, uh, uh, my, my wife, her mother, her brother, and her, uh, her stepdad all stayed in our apartment for 10 days straight, uh, in the two bedroom. So it got a little stuffed. You could say at times, John Brock sleeping on an air mattress in the living, living room floor. So just constantly in the living quarters, uh, my, my, uh, in-laws, um, up and early 7 8 a.m my wife she likes to sleep dragging out of bed around nine we just had a whole different schedule going on uh we have a lot more we get the tree set up right now have a lot more things uh in our home than when we started the week with but uh a great week at the addison household joining combining families for the first time uh on a holiday
1: Phil, I really like that. And I see, I I noticed the Christmas wreath there behind you on the recording paired with the nice uh, LaCroix that you're sipping on this morning in Atlanta. That is a fresh start. The Christmas decor looks great in the Addison apartment and, you know, really just all good things coming out of Thanksgiving. It is, it is wild to have everyone in such tight quarters, close spaces for sure. Um, Phil, let me ask you a question. What was the best thing that you ate over the Thanksgiving holiday?
0: Uh, Jake, I'm going to go with something that not many people are familiar with, the jalapeno popper. Uh, My mother-in-law came in hot with the jalapeno popper. We helped make them. It's a little bit of uh, 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 a cut jalapeno in half with some, uh, I believe, cream cheese or sour. I think it's cream cheese on the inside wrapped in bacon. And, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised with the jalapeno popper, we'll definitely be having it again. Jake, best thing you ate on Thanksgiving.
1: Phil, before I transition to my best thing that I ate, I've got to get you here in Waco, Texas, for some of the best poppers in the world at George's Grill and Bar. Ask Luke Barlow about them. Jeremy Barlow has probably been, and Luke Barlow was stuffing Jeremy's face with them. But the poppers at George's Grill and Bar are phenomenal. I know it. It's a Texas staple, which is probably why Dove uh, just, just is able to bring that to the table there in Georgia. She probably has a lot of, lot of history with that, that food dish.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Jake best. And then worst thing you ate this holiday season. Yeah. You
1: know, hard to say, I think the best thing that I ate, probably I would go with um, I would go with the funeral potatoes. Some people call them uh, wedding potatoes, but, wow. but it, it's the potatoes, we we potentially had them at Camp Phil when we paired it with the Christmas ham, but it's the potatoes that have, they're a little bit shredded, and then they have some cheese mixed in, and then on top, it's like a layer of either cornflakes or um, uh, like potato chips, something on top, so those were phenomenal, my mother-in-law made those, tremendous dish. I would say the worst thing that I had, that's hard to say, honestly, Um I would maybe say the stuffing just because I don't like stuffing. So I think I would say stuffing. I've only had one stuffing in my life that I've liked. It was from my good friend Chambers Swigert. I don't think he listens to this pod, but he has. He makes a tremendous stuffing. But I would, I would say the stuffing, Phil.
0: Yeah, Jake. I'm gonna go ahead and pair my worst thing and most overrated Thanksgiving dish overall with stuffing. It's not mm-hmm. even about who makes the stuffing. It's not even about you know. I I, I think like you said, your good friend Chambers. He makes good stuffing. I, I, I want to know the ingredients there I don't ever know what's in the ingredients of stuffing I think it's just it's just you're eating empty calories there there's not really anything that pops out about it. Um, so I'm gonna go most overrated dish and worst thing I had is the stuffing
1: Phil that's really good and you know you you hit on this but I think our listeners would agree with you the the thing that we hate the most here in the RSG is empty calories We cannot stand that We are about maximizing every calorie that we intake. The the complete reason that right now you're sipping on a zero calorie beverage for breakfast. Yep. Why would you waste a calorie? <laughs>
0: exactly. So, um, Jake, I would say uh, a non traditional Thanksgiving get or uh, uh, dish that we had at uh, our place uh, is probably my mom makes every year. Mitchell and I, so my little brother loves it. It's uh, the strawberry pretzel cake. Wow not it's a phenomenal dessert we eat it every year at thanksgiving we only make it once a year jake it's very good
1: phil that sounds amazing so are the are the pretzels are those chopped up are they completely ground up are they like huge chunks because you know i'm a big pretzel guy
0: yeah i yeah, know you're gonna have to we have to ship some out uh to to paint horse and uh get him wake up for you because the it, it i i, I want to say it goes kind of like a I wouldn't say jello. It's a jello consistency, but not jello of like strawberries, like type of material on the top, a little bit of whipped uh, topping right in the middle, and then kind of like a, a, a creamy base with pretzels stuffed in there. Jake, it's a phenomenal dish.
1: Wow. Wow. That sounds good. That is tremendous. I would love to have a little shipment of that over to 3112. Uh, here in Waco, uh, for the Talberts' non-traditional Thanksgiving dish, I'm going to go with the brisket. That's right. We are Texas-born and raised, and 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 I can't remember the last Thanksgiving that we did not have a brisket or a red meat as one of the main dishes. Awesome. This year for the Talbert family Thanksgiving, Phil, I know I'm going to get some heat uh, on this, especially from Stephen Craig. Probably get a text from him later today, but. <laughs> Specifically, the Talberts went with a fajita bar on the early Tuesday Thanksgiving, just completely doing away with the turkey. We went with the fajita bar beef, uh, beef fajita, chicken fajita, the whole nine yards, great spread, a couple with a good dessert spread as well. But but I would say that that some form of brisket is is what we go with on the for the non-traditional, along with the normal meats as well. Phil, what was the best game, movie, or show? that you watched over Thanksgiving. This could have been a Netflix episode, a movie, could have been a football game, basketball game, World Jake, Cup.
0: You no, know we can never shy away from the Egg Bowl here. We are an Egg Bowl produced pod. Ole Miss Mississippi State coming down to the wire. Lane Kiffin had his opportunities, thought, you know, he just threw in the towel, so we're heading to Jordan-Hare. But no, Hugh Freeze stepping in. Ole Miss giving Lane the extension there. Mississippi State coming out with a big win. Mike Leach and company got it done. You know I love the Egg Bowl. Best game we played, though, we played over 30 rounds of Spicy Uno, Jake. We played so much Spicy Uno here at the Addison household. It was incredible. Uh, Paired with a handful of other games, Monopoly deal being one of them. Shout out to Stephen Craig again for showing me that game. Um, A lot of Spicy Uno, Jake, and obviously locked into the Egg Bowl uh, from here on out.
1: No doubt. Phil, I did not know that you were a Monopoly deal guy. This completely changes the game for me here on the pod. I respect that a ton. Thankful for our friend SC for getting that game inputted into your repertoire. We also played with the in-laws at the uh, Fingerly household in Claremore. We played a lot of Spicy Uno as well. The Fingerly sisters, Marissa and Paige, both took home many of the W in that game. Yeah. And our good friend Trevor Batoon, Trevor Batten, took home the last game of the Thanksgiving holiday, and I think he was pretty proud about that one.
0: Wow, that's incredible! I love that. We uh, we did start Jake um, almost immediately. Uh, I think it was the evening after Thanksgiving uh, lunch. We started playing the Christmas music. The soft Christmas jazz was on the background. We went into a little bit of Bing Crosby. And then went over to, uh, I think my wife put on some Casey musgraves S type Christmas music. So the Christmas music has begun here in Atlanta, Jake.
1: That is good. No, the Christmas music in Texas has definitely started coming in hot. The Christmas movies have been on. The Christmas music has been on you know we kind of shift around a little bit i have a couple different playlists i like some that are more christ-centered christmas which i absolutely love and then there's some you know that are more as you said jazzy pop just some traditional christmas songs which are excellent as well we did watch a christmas movie over the break apple just released on apple plus don't have apple plus but the in-laws do a movie called spirited with will ferrell and Ryan Reynolds oh, turned out to be so, a, yeah, well, well, a pretty God. good movie. There were some pieces to it that I thought were interesting. But overall, I would say pretty good movie. Um, I, I wish they would have. Uh, I wish uh, I don't think that they knew that there was a little bit of gospel message in there, but uh, there certainly was. You can find it.
0: Wow. I love that. You know, yeah, we saw the the previews for that. Uh, we do have Apple TV, so we'll have to uh, jump in there to spirited, you know, when you see Farrell and Reynolds uh, in a film like that, you don't really know what to expect, but love to hear that, you know, they had it all. They had some interesting parts and they had, whether they know it or not, the gospel presentation a little bit.
1: Absolutely. And Farrell plays a really interesting role in this movie. I think that you will really appreciate the role that he takes on and the acting that that he demonstrates in this one. Even four or five solo singing numbers from Will Farrell in this film, which is a Really fun thing uh, for Will. Phil, we're going to keep this thing going. We are going to uh, move into our top five, our starting five, where we're going to draft off the board. You were gracious to give me the number one overall pick last time, so I'm giving that back to you this time. And we're taking the top five schools that we would have attended other than our alma mater. So looking back, which school would you have attended other than your alma mater? Phil, take it away here with the number one overall pick.
0: Jake, I mean, there's a lot of different great opportunities here for me to go with, with the number one pick. I'm I, i I'm wrestling with a couple here, but I think uh, I think I'm going to go outside of the box here. I'm going to go to UNC and Chapel Hill is my number one. I love their colors. I love their tradition. Love the basketball. Uh, I think UNC, great community, great people. Amazing campus.
1: Phil, that is a great pick. I have some great UNC friends. I even have a UNC intramural champs duffel bag from some friends out in Chapel Hill. I love that number one overall pick. Phil, I'm going to stay in the SEC with a Georgia rival. You knew I was doing this. I'm going to Jordan-Hare. I'm going to Auburn. I'm taking the Auburn Tigers in this one, the blue and orange. Hard to say that right now with the kind of football season that they've had, but overall really love the family atmosphere there. I'm taking Auburn. Number yeah,
0: one absolutely. I mean, Auburn and Baylor, so many similarities. Uh, I definitely could see you fitting right in, doing exactly what you're doing down in the loveliest village on the plain Jake, my number two pick, I'm going to go right to where you are, Waco, Texas. I'm going to Baylor. Number two overall pick. I love the Bears. My wife went there. You went there, obviously, working there now. Amazing friends, amazing community. Waco, amazing college town.
1: Phil, I could not imagine if we had been in college at the same time in Waco, what might have happened, what could have happened. You would have been peers with Luke Barlow here at Baylor. Jeremy Barlow would not have been able to stop feeding you guys. He would have had to open up a new bank account, specifically in the grease pit, just to keep you guys fed.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, Jake.
1: Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I'm taking my number two. Again, they've had a, there's been some controversy here in the college football season the last couple weeks, but I'm taking Clemson. I love Clemson, love the culture, love the community cities on a lake. Give me the tigers at number two.
0: Jake. I love that. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm completely eliminating the big 10 from my list. I don't think I'm getting anywhere close to anyone in the big 10. I've got ACC. I've got uh big 12. I think I'm going to bring it back home to the SEC, Jake. I think for my number number 3 pick, I'm going to Arkansas. I love Fayetteville. We have a lot of great friends from Connecticut camps that have been there. Uh it's it's a fun college town. You kind of got downtown scene, but you also, you know, have the hills and go on some hikes. Uh and they got a fun campus athletics there for basketball, football, baseball, etc. uh are 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 thriving and succeeding. Uh give me the Razorbacks number 3, Jake.
1: Phil, I like that pick at number three. I'm going to go to the Big 12. Easily my second favorite school in the Big 12. Not great colors, but a great family. Give me the Cowboys, Oklahoma State. I actually love the Cowboys. Listeners, Phil's losing his mind on the other end of this. I like the Cowboys. I like Stillwater. It's a great place. Amazing people.
0: Wow, I can't believe you're going to Stillwater, Jake. That is unbelievable. Man, okay, next pick, we are headed uh, over to one that I think, Jake, you will be shocked by. My number four pick overall, send me over to the Pac-12. I'm going to Oregon, baby. Send me to Eugene for number four. I love that place. Uh, Went to Portland a few years ago to visit my good friend Grant Hudeberg. You make the drive down to Eugene just a couple hours. It's beautiful out there. They have great culture. Once again, great athletics. Uh, Campus looks beautiful from what I've seen. uh, Take me to Oregon.
1: Phil, that's a great pick coming in there at number four. Um, For my number four, I'm going to go smaller here. I'm going to go Sanford. I like Sanford. I love the small-town Christian feel. I love Birmingham. Uh, So, so give me the, give me the Sanford Bulldogs. Great place.
0: Jake, I'm going to rock your socks off with this one. Some conference USA, conference USA action just to break the full spread. Send me to UAB. We're back in Birmingham too. I'm going with the Blazers. I love Birmingham as well. I think it's a great city. Uh, The rivalry between UAB and Sanford, we know is just always pumping. Give me the Blazers, Jake, my number five pick.
1: Bill, that's a great pick right there at number five. My number five pick right here, it's going to come out of the Ivy League. I don't think I would have been able to get in, but I would choose an Ivy League school if it was a possibility. Give me Harvard. Give me the Harvard stinking university. I want to take Harvard in this one. Uh, So I think that's just a fun pick. I don't think I would ever end up there, but it would be a good good place to, to consider.
0: Absolutely, Jake. I love that pick. I love that. Um, We got to choose five schools uh, just out of the back pocket uh, that we could potentially see ourselves at if we didn't go to our respective universities. Jake, we are mentioning it for the first time this year on the Race Set, Game pod. College basketball is back. Uh, My Georgia Bulldogs took a win last night, I believe, against Hampton. I'm going to the game next Tuesday against Georgia Tech in Atlanta with my good buddy, Worth McFall. Shout out to him. Uh, the dogs are six and two. They're rolling, Jake. Uh, your Baylor Bears took a tough defeat the other night against Marquette. Jake, uh, where are we at morale-wise with Baylor and college basketball in general?
1: Phil, that is a great question. You know, I think there's a lot of questions right now in college basketball. North Carolina, they've lost three in a row. Houston, the Cougars are number one in the AP poll for the first time since 1983. That is wild. Louisville falls to 0-7 on the season for their worst start since 1940. I mean, that is wild. And the Baylor Bears took an absolute blowout loss to Marquette just the other night. You and I were texting about that game. That was a tough game. A lot of turnovers in that game, 15 in the first half, which led to 19 Marquette points. Marquette had one turnover in the first half, which led to zero Baylor points. So you look at the turnover battle. It's the difference of the game. A veteran team for the Bears besides Keontae George. They should be able to take control of the ball. I know that Scott Drew is not happy with the outcome of that game, but I am still confident. I think that the morale is high in Waco. I think that a missed piece of that game is what what the normal watcher would not see, is that Shaka Smart has spent six to seven years watching Baylor when he was the coach at the University of Texas in the Big 12. He knows every nuance. However, Drew doesn't have that much tape, doesn't have that much history with Marquette, their players. So I think that was a little bit of piece to play as well as a big game for Marquette signature win for them this season.
0: Yeah, Jake, absolutely. I actually completely forgot that Shaka smart was the head coach of Marquette uh, until you just mentioned it here. And now didn't even see him on the cast from what I watched. Uh, so, you know, exactly. That's a great point. He's watched the big 12 for a long time. He gets it. He knows it. Uh, and you know, you're going to have those games where you come up short, but uh by the time we get to March, we know we'll be ready. Uh, no doubt. Jake, college football, I mean, we've missed a <laughs> a, a, a couple of weeks here, vital weeks uh, for a lot of teams, Jake. I mean, right now we're looking at Georgia number one, Michigan number two, TCU three, USC four, Ohio State looking around the outside of five, Bama at six, Jake. I mean – the shakeup definitely is there going into the last week of the season before the postseason uh, per, you know, conference championship games. I mean, Jake, there there's a lot to look forward to. You know we are a bull mania pod. We love the bull games. We're going to be casting live probably some of those games, commentating them, and obviously giving you our picks, Jake. But, I mean, there is a lot to look forward to coming into this weekend.
1: There is a ton to look forward to and a lot at stake as well. I'm glad you mentioned that. Listeners, Phil and I are planning to take the RSG onto the color com. That means that we'll be commentating a live bowl game here in the month of December. So be ready, stay tuned. It will be coming to you. Check Instagram, all the socials. Um, but yeah, that's a great word. Phil, the, the weekend ahead is just stacked. You know, for, for teams that are currently in, we both believe that Georgia's a lock, Michigan is a lock. Then you look at USC and TCU. And I think that they're potentially more of locks than maybe we would give them credit for. I think that Ohio state is on the outside looking in. If one of those teams gets blown out, but let's say TCU loses 32 31 to a number 10 Kansas state team. That is a really good football team. It's hard to beat a football team twice in a regular season. Uh, And so you look at that and TCU might just move from three to four. They may not move all the way out. I would be a fan favorite of that because they played in the conference championship game. At this point of the game, I think it's going to take a miracle for Alabama to get in. There's just too much, and I don't think that they can put in a two-loss Alabama team that didn't play in the conference championship over a one-loss Ohio State team that didn't play in the conference championship.
0: Absolutely, Jake. Totally agree. I think we're on the same page in that regard as far as it goes to the end of the season here. Jake, we are going into our picks here uh, as far as it goes for this conference championships. I mean, Jake, we start out hot. Conference USA, North Texas versus UTSA. This game is in the Alamo Dome. We're going Friday, December 2nd, 7:30 Eastern kick. Jake, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but last year, North Texas awarded UTSA's regular season perfection. They blew them out last game of the year. UTSA is looking back for revenge. I think they're going to win this game by 21 at home, Jake.
1: Phil, so you're taking UTSA in this one. You're right. They're in their home stadium. I think UTSA is going to get revenge in this game. I'm taking the Roadrunners in this one. Tickets as low as $24. I wish I could make the trip down. Won't be able to do it. But give me the Roadrunners in this game.
0: Absolutely, Jake. We head over to classic Pac-12 after dark. It's right around dark, but we're going to say after dark for the sake of it. A Friday night Pac-12 championship. We love to see it. Number 11, Utah at USC. Number four in Las Vegas uh, at Allegiant Stadium. Jake, I mean, this game has a lot of implications going into it. Say if USC loses, they're definitely out of the college football playoff. Utah thwarted their perfect season. I think USC has everything to play for. Utah has nothing to lose. It's going to be a close game. I'm going to take USC by four in this game, Jake.
1: Phil, that is a great pick. I think that USC is the better team. I think they have more dynamic quarterback play although Cameron Rising is an amazing player for the Utah Utes. However, I would say Caleb Williams is dynamic. Paul Feinbaum went as much to say as go ahead and give him the Heisman right now. I think that's a stretch. I don't like that take from Paul. You know that Paul and I don't oftentimes see eye to eye. But, but I like the Trojans in this one, Phil. They lost by one in the regular season. They are one point away from being undefeated. I think the Trojans are going to win this one by 10 on a Friday night game where the entire country is watching.
0: Yeah, Jake, absolutely. We are going to your home state. We're going to Arlington, Texas. Big noon pick, number 10, Kansas State, number 3, TCU and Jerry World. Jake, who do you have in this matchup? It's an all-purple Big 12 championship.
1: Phil, it's an all-purple Big 12 championship. Colin Sparks told me he's wearing nothing but purple with red this week in honor of the red coming out of the Horned Frog's eyes. He said, I have to differentiate. So he'll be wearing his purple tops with his red pants all week long. We're excited to see that live here on the RSG. Phil, I'm taking TCU in this one. I just think they're a team of destiny this year. Uh, Had they beaten Iowa State by 12, like I thought they were going to, I would have said Kansas State. But they just throttled Iowa State. Not that Iowa State's a good team, but I finally saw the convincing, no-nonsense win that I needed out of Max Duggan and Sonny Dykes. I'm going to take the Frogs in Fort Worth.
0: Yeah, Jake, I absolutely agree. I think TC is the better team here. The offense is better. Kansas State's been shaky at times this year, but TCU has just found a way to win games. They want that playoff spot bad. They want to prove themselves. Give me the Horn Frogs in Dallas as well.
1: Phil, that's a great pick. We're gonna keep it moving. We're going to the MAC championship, Toledo versus Ohio. This is an interesting matchup. Who do you like in this game?
0: Take Ford Field where it's four dollar tickets to get in the building. No respect for the Maction. You gotta love the Maction here. Toledo and Ohio. Toledo's coming at seven and five. They've been shaky all year. Ohio, uh nine and three, but seven and one in conference play. Give me the Bobcats at Ford Field uh, in Detroit, Jake.
1: Phil, that's a good pick right there. However, I'm going to take the Rockets of Toledo in this one. Matt McDonald, he just came off a career-high 392 yards and four touchdowns in their win. Come from behind win over Bowling Green. I like Toledo in this one to get the job done and just a little bit of a shakeup here on the pot.
0: Jake, I love that. You know, we're going to one of my favorite conferences now, the Sun Belt, Coastal Carolina versus Troy. I wish my Georgia State Panthers were playing in this one, Jake. It's going to be a close game.
1: Phil, this one is going to be a close game. I could go either way. This is a coin flip for me. Coastal Carolina just got absolutely blown out by James Madison last week. Wasn't even close. A transitioning James Madison program. I'm going to take Troy in this one. I've seen a more complete body of work for them throughout the year. The tough loss last week to James Madison gives me question marks um, about the Chanticleers. So give me Troy in this game.
0: Jake, this game is an eight-and-a-half-point spread going Troy's way. Both teams only have two losses on the year. Coastal Carolina, this is their conference. They've ran it for the last few years. They're going to bounce back. Give me the Chanticleers at Troy for the conference championship game.
1: Bill, I like that pick. That's a good pick, a strong pick here on the RSG. We're going the SEC championship game you'll be there in the flesh to give us a live report we're looking at number 14 lsu after an abysmal loss to an abysmal texas a&m program uh last week um, in college station jimbo fisher potentially career saving game right there they're playing number one georgia what do you see see in this game
0: jake i don't see it going uh i don't see it going brian kelly and the tigers way i think that uh georgia is hungry they haven't won the sec championship since 2017 against auburn uh, they are ready to get back uh, on top of the SEC, Jake. I think it's going to be dogs. I think the spread is 17 and a half. Uh, and I'm going to take uh, the dogs to cover there and to win. Uh, give me the dogs in Atlanta for the uh, 2022 SEC championship game.
1: Phil, no further comment needed. They'll stamp their mark on the number one overall spot in the CFP. Dogs will cover the spread not even a contest. Let's keep it moving. We're going to move along here to the American Athletic Conference, one that you spend a lot of time in. This is really your specialty conference outside the SEC. Number 22 UCF versus number 18 Tulane. Who do you like in this game?
0: Jake, this is a rematch game. We saw these two, uh, I think it was just last week, playing in this game. They're going back to New Orleans, into Yulman Stadium. You know it's a tough place to play. Uh, They have an incredibly hostile environment. Tulane, the Green Wave. We're going to keep riding it, Jake. Give me Tulane at home.
1: Phil, I like that right there. You know, Phil – a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned this is this is a pretty recent game for them. UCF won the first match matchup, 38 to 31. I think Tulane's going to learn from that. They're a great team. They beat number ten Kansas State this year. People are forgetting about that game where they beat the Wildcats on the road in Manhattan. I think they'll get it done at the three o'clock kick on ABC. Give me Tulane, the Golden Wave.
0: Jake, I love that. Next, we are going to the Mountain West, a forgotten conference. Boise State used to be a national treasure, and now they've kind of fallen off. But they are back at home playing for the conference championship. Uh, They play Fresno State, Jake. Both of these teams are good teams. I think I'm going to ride with the Broncos here, Jake. It's going to be close, but I like the Broncos at home.
1: Phil, I like that. It's at Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. So a little bit of a home field advantage. I'm going to take Fresno State. I think Jordan Mims is going to be the difference maker for them on the ground. He's a big time running back. I think he's going to get it done for them. They're coming off a huge win against Wyoming. Fresno State is on an eight game winning streak right now. I think that's going to continue against Boise State in the championship game.
0: Jake, I, I I love that pick. I respect it a ton. I mean, I think there's not really anything else we need to say for Purdue and Michigan except for uh, Jim Harbaugh is going to get stuff done. They're going to lock in the number two seed.
1: Phil, they are. They're going to lock in that two seed. Michigan's going to win by 30 in that game. I was extremely impressed with J.J. McCarthy in the Ohio State game. Showed it with his arms and his feet. And the running back stable in Ann Arbor is full. It is loaded right there. We're going to close it out. Here with our last pick, this is number nine, Clemson. A sad ending to the season for them against number 23, North Carolina. Who do you like in this game?
0: Jake, I mean, I hated UNC uh, going down to NC State last week on Friday night. Clemson obviously had their tough loss to South Carolina. Both of these teams are going to be fired up. You know, they're playing in in Charlotte. I think you're going to see a little bit more of that baby blue than you are of that orange. Give me UNC, 8 p.m. kick.
1: Phil's taking UNC, and for the sake of the podcast, I'm taking Clemson. Give me the Tigers in this one. A bounce-back game. DJ Uwe Anglele was 7 of 25 last week, 28% in the pocket. That's got to improve. Jordan Shipley will be the difference maker on the ground uh, for them in this, in this game. Phil, we're almost out of time here on the RSG. It's been a blast. The Thanksgiving throwdown, the recap, what a treat.
0: Jake, I agree. And for next time, listeners, ready, set, game.